Welcome to the Victorious Souls Podcast with self-love coach, Danielle Burnock. Things happen in our lives that make us feel powerless. But Danielle believes that anyone can become a victorious soul by reclaiming what belongs to them, their value, their belovedness, and their God-given superpower. The Victorious Souls Podcast is dedicated to empowering you to rise up, reclaim, and embrace the change from survive to thrive as a victorious soul through the power of love. And now, here's that lady on the internet who loves you, Danielle. Hello, welcome today for my interview. A little bit late, but not too late today. I'm very happy to have with me a wonderful lady, Kelly Calabrese. And she knows what it's like to have the rug pulled out from underneath you after 24 years of being married. And now she is an author, she is a coach, she is a speaker, and she has established her own company, Intentionally Fabulous. And I can't wait for you to meet her and to hear her story. So here comes Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, for joining us today. I'm so excited for my audience to hear your story and to be encouraged in their life of dealing with difficulties and that sucker punch of having the rug pulled out from underneath you. But before we get into all of that, why don't you share a little bit with, you know, you've been a coach for 35 years. What led you into becoming a coach in the first place? Oh, well, thanks for having me, Diane. I love your show and the world really needs it. So thank you for having me as a guest. It's an honor. You know, I knew really early on that I wanted to help people. I grew up with a really strong family history of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, stroke, cancer, alcoholism. I kind of looked at all that and went, ooh, I don't want anything to do with that. But I also realized I was really happy when I was running, dancing, jumping, swimming, softball, cheerily. Like, I just loved that endorphin rise. I'm like, wow, this is great. But I had this fear that my dad was the oldest living male in his family at 36 all due to heart disease and alcoholism. And I thought, ooh, I don't ever want that to happen to my dad. I want him to live long. And so I went on this quest to be well and take as many people with me as I could. And it has been a beautiful journey. The vehicles through the years have changed. I've owned health clubs and managed corporate fitness centers. I ran a school. I've done network marketing, opened up fitness boot camps around the world. And I've been in all the major networks, spoken on stages internationally. And and so it's been fun. It's It's been a blessing. Well, that is really a lot. And I, just, I commend you for doing that, being intuitive and aware of that, to take that action to change the generations to come after you even. Well, I hate sickness. I hate disease. You know, I hate addiction. I hate poverty. I, I just, I wake up and I hate these things. So I want to help as many people as possible to live in health and abundance and wealth and happiness. That's wonderful. That, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, as you were doing all of this, helping other people live happy, healthy lives, all of a sudden, the rug got pulled out from underneath you. What happened? 
Yeah, so I thought I had it all together, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the illusion. So we feel that way, don't we, but yeah. we <laughs> Yeah, I was, you know, just married for 24 years, living in a beautiful estate home with two healthy kids who were doing well academically and athletically, had lots of friends, revered in my industry. And my husband came home after 24 years and said, my commitment to our marriage is zero. And he left. And it really floored me. I mean, I was really blindsided by it. Not to say we were so, so happy. I mean, looking back, it was definitely a slow fade, but I never thought that he would leave. And it was the beginning of me really coming to my knees and just questioning everything in my life, feeling like this tornado came in and shattered everything and left it scattered in pieces with this gaping, excruciating hole in my heart. And um, it was it was definitely difficult and painful. And I had friends who got divorced, but until you've gone through it yourself, you really don't know the depths of it. And my identity was really lined up with being a wife. It was something I valued. It was important to me. Um, You know, I tried to be the best wife that I could be. So it that was the thing that really rocked my world. Wow. Yeah, I could see you have all all your ducks in a row and like someone just wiped them all off the table. Don't even have any ducks. Yes. <laughs> They're not just not in a row. They're just not even there. Yes. Wow. I can't imagine the, uh, the level of pain that you went through. I'm sorry for the pain that you went through. My heart hurts for you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad it's behind me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, then you had shared with me after this happened, if that wasn't bad enough, then you had a whole bunch of other things that happened right after that, didn't you? There was a series of very unreasonable, difficult events that happened. Um, I sold our primary home where I thought I'd see my kids graduate high school, and they didn't. My son wound up moving across the country. He didn't want to stick around for this, so he went to live with my mom. And so he wound up you know, changing schools multiple times, moving four times in 12 months, trying to keep my daughter in the school system really at the mercy of buyers and sellers because I was in a, a mansion minder program. Between me and the kids, there were five car accidents. We had injured pets, my daughter's horse colic multiple times. Um, besides all the, you know, junior and senior year of high school and moving into college years of all that, you know, drama of getting into schools and applying and, you know, just teenage drama. And, and I didn't realize this at the time, but the stronger parent is the one who really gets the worst of the children because they're trying to navigate this themselves and they need a safe place. So I was that target. And it was difficult. That was probably the most difficult, but also brain fog. So I couldn't focus professionally. So everything that I had built up was just slipping away from me professionally. And I was you know, trying, but my brain wasn't working. And so, yeah, there, there was a lot of things that were happening at the same time. And then my former husband was reengaged almost immediately about a month after our divorce. And he was remarried really quickly. Wow. So there, it was a lot. <laughs> Wow. How old was your son when he moved away? Uh, so he was 17. Yeah, 17. And your, how old was your daughter? Uh, she was 16. They were going into their junior and senior year in high school. Wow. That's a lot of pain. Yes. <laughs> and then them wielding, you know, taking it out on you, because I've, I've heard that. And it's, it's you know, it's like like a kid when they take everything out on mom, too. You know, they're all oh, the kid was beautiful for the babysitter. Yeah. You know, mom comes home and all of a sudden it's like, what the heck? What happened to the person who was just with the babysitter? (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I I understand that. It's good to pause here and to speak to our listeners. If you're getting the brunt of it from your kids, 
it's maybe because you're strong and you can lean into that and we, we feel your pain, but it won't last forever. And uh, keep listening because Kelly's got more great stuff to share with you. So then after all of that, how did you deal with that big pile of pain, the brain fog and all the fallout? I mean, that's so many things. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I am a knowledge person. I need to learn to understand. I seek knowledge and wisdom. And I have three college degrees. I have 27 certifications. I've always been someone who loves to learn. So I did a deep dive. I went on what I lovingly call a three-year sabbatical where I went to divorce recovery. I was in the prayer groups. I was in the Bible studies. I was hosting things at my house with other women. I hired over 21 coaches. I had a breath therapist, a meditation therapist, <laughs> I had a memory therapist, a grief therapist. Um, I didn't know there were all of those. Oh my goodness. I found them an energy therapist to help move the negative energy out of my body because your, your body holds on to emotion. And so moving that out, that whole book is true. Yeah. I've got that right up there. I've read so many books. I listen to the podcast every day, listening to sermons and worshiping and time in nature and journaling and vision boards. (laughs) I did it all girlfriends, wise friends that really, you know, came around me and supported me. So I was going to figure it out <laughs> and get to a place of healthy and readjusted and even better than I was before. Wow. That's definitely a warrior mindset. That's part of being a victorious soul is having a warrior mindset. That is that's definitely what, a warrior mindset. That's you what Kelly means. path against that pain. <laughs> yes. Kelly means warrior. So I had my sword out. I had my shield and my helmet. And yes, I had to battle. Wow. You mentioned a breath coach. Can you, I've never heard of that. I mean, I speak about meditation and breathing and things like that, but what does a breath coach oh my do? Goodness. I mean, what would take that much time for them? I mean, I'm just curious. I'm going a little bit off of the plane. No, it's here, good. Because you just intrigued me with that. All those different yes. kinds of coaches. Well, you should interview Dr. Amy Novotny. She is awesome. Her doctorate is in physical therapy, but she did extra work in breath training. And she's also an ultra endurance athlete. So she runs these hundred mile marathons and She needed to figure out a way to do it without being in pain, without being so sore. And so she started doing breath work. And then she started working with all kinds of people, professional athletes, CEOs, executives. I had her stay with me for two weeks. I was blessed to have her here for two weeks. I never felt so good. I mean, my neck hadn't turned in 20 years from a car accident. And what she does is she gets you to breathe in such a way that it lowers the stress in your body. It calms down your nervous system. So you can use it anytime. She changed how I sit, how I stand, how I sleep, how I walk, how I ride my bike. And wow, it, it's wonderful. She, I had her work with every one of my clients. She's actually, I have a program that I have for divorced women and she's one of the expert interviews on the program. So she walks you through and tells you, you know, how to calm your nervous system down. She's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so glad I paused and asked that. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to the recording and get her name and I look, go look that up and just Pause for listeners too. back up if you want to know about that breath stuff. Sounds sounds really good. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. I recommend it highly. Yeah. So you um, what is something that you want to share with our listeners? You you said you had something on your heart that you wanted to share with them about your whole process and what will help them something that they need to do. Yeah, there, there's many things. If I was going to share one 
the stuff happens in life, whether it's, you know, divorce or the loss of a job or a parent or there, there's just life is hard. There's going to be struggle and hard things in the world. So I don't know what your hard thing is. Maybe it's not a divorce. That was the thing for me. Usually it's what your identity is most attached to. So if it's attached wow. to your title or something, that's where the, the pain and the hurt can come in. And we have a choice with what we do with that. The lowest possible choice you can make is to be a victim. And that's where you just stay down, where you feel like the world is happening to me. There's nothing I can do about it. And is the worst, most negative, lowest energy ever. There's, there's no hope when you're a victim. The highest level of energy is love. So that's that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all of that. That's the mm -hmm. highest level of vibration where I would love for everyone to be at. It's not realistic all the time, but the tipping point between being low at that negative victim place and high at love is the center, which is courage. It's having that resilience. It's having the courage to get back up again. So you've been knocked down 10 times, get up 11. And in a situation like divorce where everything is changing, you know, your status as a spouse and you know, the number two age for divorce is 50. So your kids are leaving the nest. So your role as a mom is changing. Your friend group changes. Your job may change. Your church may change. Your community, so much is changing at one time. You have to have the courage to get back up again. And I know it's not easy for me. My hope and my faith, you know, is in God. I don't know what everyone else believes who's listening. I don't know how you do it without having faith. If you don't think there's something bigger than you, if you're just relying on you, if you are all there is, oh, no. then I can see how you'd be sad and feel like a victim. Because in my own strength, I'm very, very limited. In my own brain power, my own you know, physical body and energy, there's only so much I have. So look at whatever you need to do to get that hope to get back up again. Amen. Yeah, one of the things you had shared when we talked before was that people are going to do something. They're going to do something. And for them to pay attention to that, to take note of that, you're going to do something. Yes. So to choose <laughs> yes. to choose to do something because you're going to do something. When and you're you in mentioned that, some other ladies in the, in the area where you were living. I don't remember yes. if it was in one of your, your mansion minders or <laughs> the house you sold, but other ladies going through divorces in the various different ways you saw them, what they were doing, the yes. things that were not healthy, things that were not helpful. Yes. So can you yeah. speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. At the time I was going through my divorce, I was in a small neighborhood of 110 homes and I lived there for 13 years. So I knew everyone pretty intimately. And there were about eight to 10 people going through divorce at the exact same time, just a little ahead of me or a little behind me. And everyone is going to do something. So when you're in that much pain, you're going to try and fill it. It could be running into the arms of another man. It could be escapism with you know, whatever you, you can travel, you can do anything you can isolate, which is also, I mean, they do that to prisoners because it's torture to be isolated. It's not good to isolate for extended periods of time. Um, you might turn to wine or you can overexercise. You could take something good and turn it into something bad because you're trying to fill a hole in your heart, a need to be seen, a need to be loved that no thing is going to fill. And again, for me, that's where my faith comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's what 
healed my heart was faith as was the love of God that took me through that whole process and stuff. So yes, that's, you're going to do something. So choose to do something good because it will be good for you and lean into your faith. If you have faith, lean into it. I believe everyone believes something. Everyone has faith in something. I have faith in God also in Jesus. That's, that's where my faith is at, but own your faith and choose to do what is good for you because then you can rebuild your life. And like Kelly, she's got, you said how your life is better now than it was before. Yes. I would not have become the person who I am today had my former husband not had what I now call the courage to leave. (laughs) So (laughs) I never thought I could say that I'm glad it happened because I did not want the story. It was hard. It was painful. But had I not gone through it, I'd still be someone who was a perfectionist. I didn't realize I was an enabler. I didn't realize that I was someone who was controlling. And, you know, looking back, he was someone who was more, you know, foolish, irresponsible. So he was in that ditch. But then I became in the hyper-responsible controlling ditch. And neither one are healthy, but I didn't, when you're in it, it's hard to see. But now I can look back with hindsight and go, okay, well, yeah, that, that's what was happening. And you now have two people malfunctioning and you have hurt people hurting people. And the more you know foolish things he'd say, the more I'd be like, no, no, we're going to do this. And they're going to go to the best schools and have the best coaches and the best tutors. And the best. So um, <laughs> I wouldn't have known those things because I was right. stuck in, you know, I was 22 when I got engaged and who you are now at 52 is a different person. Oh, definitely. It, it, everyone ought to be a different person after that much time. Not everyone is, but praise God, I am also, and keep growing. Yes. (laughs) One of the things that you had shared when we talked before, also an important part of your healing from your divorce was that you took ownership of your part of the divorce. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think that's a real important part because that's that opposite of the victim. Yes. Yeah. So it's never a hundred percent them and zero percent you. (laughs) So (laughs) I needed to really hold up the mirror and say, okay, what was my part? And whether it was a response to how he was being this way. So I became this way. I was still this way. And I Mm -hmm. never wanted to take that into the future. I'm not dating yet, but at some point I will, and I will be remarried again. And I don't ever want to take a controlling, enabling perfectionist into another relationship. And I had to also realize as an enabler, you're always doing, 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 giving, 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 and never receiving. And then eventually you become really resentful. So being okay to be open to receive and be worthy. So I needed to work on that spirit of unworthiness because that's what makes you put yourself last and enable everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was all part of my cycle of control and enabling and perfectionism. And it was all out of good intention. You know, I wanted my family to have the best. And um, but I was pretty resentful and suffering in my own way and not feeling loved because of it. Wow, that's fantastic. You have a organization or company intentionally fabulous. Can you tell us about that? How did you start that? And what is it for? Tell us. And how did you get the name for it? Tell us about Intentionally Fabulous. Yes. So one of my goals after the divorce was to successfully get two children in college. And August, a year and a half ago, I checked that box. I had a freshman and a sophomore in college. They had cars. They had cell phones. They were at the schools they wanted. They're both athletes and everything they needed. Their tuition was paid. So I came home. I was like, yes, okay. 
now what, God? <laughs> and this is how I know it was him and not me, because I never wanted to be the divorce coach. If you would have told me I was going to be divorced, I mean, no way. I didn't even say the word divorce until my former husband had moved out and it was too late. I couldn't hide it anymore. I had to tell my mom and my brother. And But I didn't say the word divorce for a year. It was just so embarrassing to me. So to put myself out there on the platform, I really felt led and called to do that. And I thought, you know what? These three years are not going to be wasted. I'm going to put together the program that I wish I had. I wish I knew about... And even though I had studied identity, I just didn't get it, but really understanding identity and then forgiveness and renewing your mind. Because I was telling that story over and over and over and over in my head about the past and about still having purpose, even though it didn't look the way I thought and about really going deep with self-love and using the gratitude as a superpower and divine health, abundant wealth, joy, resurrection, celebration, I mean, all the things that I had studied I wanted to make available to other women who I saw were really out there and suffering and hurting and who were just kind of coming to me personally as girlfriends and then girlfriends started referring people. And then I thought, well, I need to really formalize this and put together a program and a whole healing guide with affirmations and meditations and, you know, things to support them with visualizations and then activations. And so it evolved into this whole course And it was actually Christmas two years ago that a friend of mine, who's a branding expert from the UK, he was here between Christmas and New Year's and we got to spend a couple of days together and he helped me come up with the name Intentionally Fabulous. It was two tearful days of exercises and really getting to the heart. And so he helped me come up with that. And two years ago, he said to me, Kelly, you're not there yet but you're going to be. And inside I knew like I still wasn't fully there. There were still things that needed work and I worked on them and until I could become it. Cause I couldn't fool someone else. I couldn't get up here and say, there's this whole intentionally fabulous life on the other side of divorce. If I wasn't in it. And I was still at that moment, bitter and unforgiving. So I had to work through those last pieces myself. Well, that's awesome. And you have a book, you have a book. Can you tell us about your book? I do. I have several books. So one is um, Mom and Dad Panures, and this is about putting your family first, never sacrificing your family for your career, but still being able to be a super achiever, earning executive pay. Um, and I, this book tells the story of about 29 different people, whether they're traditional families, blended families, single families, adoptive families, how they were able to, before COVID, come home and manage family and career and do it in a successful way. Uh, my second book is called Passionistas. And this also tells the story um, from women who are successful and a little more mature about what would you say to your younger self? So it's really about what's important, what's the valuable things, knowing what you now know and looking back, what would you tell younger people? And the most recent bestseller is called um, Success Habits of Super Achievers. And this tells the story of over 80 ordinary people, just like you and I, that something unreasonably difficult happened to, that they chose to get back up and not only get back up and be resilient, but to do something extraordinary with that, that helped not only themselves, but other people. Wow, that's awesome. And can they get those books on Amazon or where can they get them? They can. Yeah, I have also my website, kellycalabrese.com, Kelly with an I. If they want a free electronic copy of the Success Habits book, they can go there and get the ebook right away. 
Um, they are on Amazon. If they want to get them through me, I'm happy to personally sign a copy for them. And uh, I won't charge them shipping because I know Amazon doesn't. So whatever the cost of the book is in the U.S. anyway. And um, they can email me at kelly at kellycalabrese.com. And I'm happy to, um, just for the cost of the book, I'll hand sign it and ship it to them. Oh, wonderful. And so how can people connect you? Do you get your email? Or are you on social media? Which ones are you on? How can um, people connect? Yeah, they. I answer every single email. So they can definitely email me, kelly at kellycalabrese.com. If there's something they heard today that inspired them or some challenge they're having, I would love to hear about that. Um, if you're a woman going through separation, divorce, even seven years post-divorce, you can go to my private Facebook page. It's at Intentionally Fabulous on Facebook. We talk about the hard things. We encourage each other. We laugh. So definitely go there and join in. Uh, and I, yes, I'm on all the social media places. It's my name, just my name, Kelly Calabrese. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing and opening up your, your heart for my listeners today. Thank you for being with me today. Oh, thank you, Danielle. It's my pleasure. I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. So there you have it, this amazing story of this woman who had the rug pulled out from under her after 24 years of marriage. Her life pretty much all things got stripped from her, but then she found the way to that she did the work. She did the work. And if you have things going on in your life, you need to do the work because you matter, because you're worth it. And so I just want to encourage you with that. I'm Danielle Burnock from DanielleBurnock.com. Love yourself from Survive to Thrive, that lady on the internet who loves you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Victoria Souls Podcast. You matter and you are loved. We'd love to connect with you further. So please visit us at DanielleBurnock.com and grab a copy of Danielle's free audiobook. And remember, only you can change your life. No one can do it for you.